Hello everybody. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Full Time Show. My name is Lavanya and I'm joined by my colleagues Ashin and Mansi on this review of the first 15 games of the Indian Super League. Uh, there are 90 league games in this tournament and we are at the 16 sort of stage of the tournament which is a perfect opportunity for us to sort of discuss a lot of the talking points that have come up from the game so far. And we also have a two-day break in the league, so I'm not sure when you guys are going to be listening to this, but Monday and Tuesday are like off days for us. So that's given us some time to reflect on the results of the game, as well as certain of the takeaways for several of the teams, as well as the national coach as well. Considering we have that uh, FIFA World Cup qualifier coming up against Afghanistan, so let's dive straight into it. I'm joined by Ashin and Mansi. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the show. How does it feel to be here? Hi, Lavanya, and hello, everyone. Very exciting because I think. like we had said earlier in the previous podcast this could be actually the last podcast we do in for the next two, two weeks next he's two, just being weeks. dramatic yeah i just want yeah so again so hello <laughs> i might sign off on a sad note mansi clearly doesn't share any of these theatrics no mansi what do you think i'm happy to be back and also quite pleased that there was a two day break so that we've also got the chance to exactly. like relax and also gather our thoughts And thoughts there are many. This podcast itself is going to be split into a number of segments because we have so many things to sort of discuss. So let's just start with say a brief uh, recap of what these 15 days have looked like. Quite unlikely because now we find Jamshedpur FC leading that points table. Ashin run us through the league so far. Like you said Jamshedpur like if you're looking at as an outsider it might be a surpri- surprising to see Jamshedpur at the top of the table. Uh but to be fair to them and to the recruits they have had over the summer i think they have and they have backed it up with the performances to at the start of the season and uh, also they have played all the three matches at home the first three games so that has uh, proved to be beneficial so two wins and a draw has so they sit on top of the table followed by atk in second and goa last year's finalist at the third northeast at uh, with new coach robert jarni has also had a fairly decent start to a season uh, but uh, it you could say that like you know he's had a, a lucky r- uh, run off result in terms of the win which they got against uh, odisha that's the only win they've had so far in three matches they are followed by mumbai city and fifth odisha fc who are as you all know uh, rebranded from delhi dynamo to odisha they are in the sixth position uh the defending champions that's been one of the surprising Shocker, yeah that they find themselves in seventh place seventh pos- uh, position with uh three draws one goal to uh, against their name so lot uh, should there's a lot to talk about bengaluru fc kerala blasters under new coach ilko shatori had a winning start but uh, went on to lose in next two games so they are placed in eighth hyderabad notched up their first win of the campaign earlier and uh, at home that too yes and uh, chennai fc seems to be continuing from where they left off last season uh, no goal so scored so far with just one point and two defeats they are languishing at the bottom of the table so that's how the table looks like so from there itself i think let's just talk about the two glaring pointers right there bengaluru and chennai yeah. i think it's it's just better to get these two and it's also a good way to set up the big match which is uh going to take place yes. at the weekend where yes. chennai travels to bengaluru so after that, 10 days isn't it like for chennai fc yeah. chennai uh, will be like stamping at their feet 
having not scored a goal and uh, coupled with the loss at home and have to have to wait for 10 10 days to play that game big game so bangalore also just has just one goal so far yeah so throughout the uh, podcasts that we've been doing every single day i think one standout sort of comment that both of you have had in terms of both these teams is the fact that it's not that they don't have strikers or they don't have quality players right at the front it's just that either sometimes you either have the passes not being good enough or yeah. you have the finishing not being good enough so if you look at chennai chennai had a who did they play they had ATK. a good game against somebody no atk mumbai and atk they had a fairly good start yeah. but didn't capitalize exactly so let's just start with chennai itself if we take a look at it because everybody was again the focus was on this team considering they've had a bad run last and season and they had an overhaul in terms of their foreigners six exactly. foreign changes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so a lot was uh riding on them and expectancy was in some ways uh high considering also gregory was staying on for third season exactly. so he wa- he had to like de- like deliver but it's been a frustrating three games for them isn't it because i mean one they have not scored so the only team to have not scored yeah the only so team far. to have not scored at all so what's going wrong for chennai ashan you were focusing on these very aspects the fact that you know there is an overhaul and there is there are some very radical changes that have been made do you think those changes have you know come through do you think gregory has had a different approach to his game or are they making the same mistakes i mean like he did say that like uh, there's going to be a faster style of play which is similar in most ways to last season they start on a uh, on the front foot where they move the ball quicker and they when they get the chances the strikers don't take it and from there on like the pace of the game just like drops the players just like uh, go in and out of games and from there like either they get a uh, sucker punch through from the opposition where they score a goal from there on they are just like so uh, chasing the game and eventually they don't like come up with a win or a goal so that's been a similar uh, pattern from last season which we have seen again it just continues to malign chennai fc continuing for chennai yes and even so with the new signings they had andre shembri and uh, nerjus valskis uh, as their key strikers valskis had two good opportunities against atk which he should have put away in the first 15 minutes of the match if say if they, if he had done that they go to nil up from there on they they can play with the game which they are more comfortable which is like sit back and hit them on the counter but you when you don't do that then you are and being the home team you're vulnerable to get hit on the break by the other team which indicated is it a confidence thing is it playing on their mind that maybe you know there's there is a lot riding on this team there is a lot riding on the changes mm. so in the sense that the fact that they haven't managed to find the back of the net or they haven't managed a win is that do you think that's why playing it, on their it mind it could and like looking at some of the faces you can see like you know how it does take a beating even the newcomer uh in the last match edwin once paul uh he finished the game with a uh, like a swollen ankle with a swollen ankle i guess and you could see the frustration in their faces that they they can't like get that goal somehow and even john gregory who's been going this going through this for the last uh 12 months or so so he's also he's uh, he's also feeling the heat i feel right so from there from a team that's not managed to score a single goal to another one with firepower right in front that's just managed one Manchi's already she's <laughs> gearing up to say something because Bengaluru has really frustrated you this season hasn't it so far at least it's been very un- underwhelming i mean the kind of talent that they have and uh, the kind of team that Bengaluru has always been the attacking team and given the fact that they are defending champions first game fine 
can't really expect things second game also not quite good when it comes to the third game and you don't have a win and when you are the defending champion it becomes a bit concerning but bengaluru fans on twitter have been telling me that uh, it has to be taken into consideration that if bengaluru is the only team which has uh, scored a single goal they are also a team which has conceded just one goal conceding just a goal is good but when you have udanta you have chetri you have onwu you have rafael agosto which is a big yeah. signing for them this season you would expect more than one goal and that one goal was scored by their right winger udanta yeah so that's a bit concerning taking a look at the opponents that they have faced North East is a team which is looking in form this season. FC Goa again an attacking team and also the Super Cup winners and Jamshedpur which is at the top of the table. So when you take a look at their opponents maybe just that they've been put up against big names in the very beginning and for all you know they could be doing better. But seeing how it has been bad for them in terms of getting to the score sheet on who who was supposed to be like a replacement of sorts for Miku doesn't seem like he'll be able to score as many goals or even hit the double digit double digit goals mm. it's looking a bit concerning for bengaluru in terms of their attacking and also looking a bit concerning for chetri because now we have the international coming up and chetri has not been quite involved as much as you would expect him to be and he's not he didn't score in that bangladesh game as well isn't it no. so it's it's just he's also like a rough patch of sorts mm-hmm. it seems like can't really say if it's a rough patch but then when it goes on for a long time it becomes a matter of concern as what it shouldn't end up being a pattern that's a worry for bengaluru as of now but if 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 the matter of fact is that they were put up against big side in form sides which is why they aren't doing well then maybe things could get better which brings us to the point about the role in which ashik was deployed do you think that he will be put in the same position even going further i i was reading uh, carlos quadrats pre match quotes before jamshedpur where he said that he does think that uh, ashik could play at left back but currently it seems like he's using him in that role because uh, eric patelu and seran have been injured so i have i think once uh, patelu comes in maybe they might drop odubu and bring ashik forward in the left wing role but again like it depends on when if they have all the foreigners fit then he might make the Saran, changes actually i think he injured his hamstring yeah, the last he's injured match, again we don't know if he's available and also augusto was a bit uncomfortable right yeah. we don't have an official update on the team news but if saran is not available i think ashik will be put back in the mm. left back role and but you know what like i feel bengaluru have played well like it's just the, like the chances which have fallen to like say ashik or udanta or onu they haven't like taken it and So, some of these chances haven't fell to Chetri. The only one which I remember was the northeast one where he hit against the post. Chetri he does not seeing more of the. Yeah, ball. he's he's come. He plays from the left wing, and uh, I just feel the chances haven't fallen to him. So it's just like the case of right place at the right time. And he has could, he like, been a little passive as well? It's, it just feels like he's not as involved in the play as well. I, I've always, especially in the last game. Do you think that they could perhaps try putting Chetri up top and take Manuel somewhere else in the midfield if Manuel can? I mean, sorry, Onwu can play on the left side. I, I I just feel like they are using Onwu because he is someone who can hold the ball up and bring Chetri and uh, uh, Udanta into play. I think that's what they are using him for. I do I do. It doesn't seem like he's a. Uh, like a striker who gets into position to score those goals like i have no, not seen that so far maybe what they could do is possibly they could take off onu and play uh, chetri as a striker 
and have ashik up top as well that's something which they could explore there When are options to comes back yeah possible that that could be a one way which they could go yeah they could get they they would be making better use of ashik then of his space of his talent and i think then you're going to see more of course because you will have this informed player in his primary position playing ashik on the left and chetri is pretty good when it comes to finishing once you get him the, get him the balls in the box 8 out of 10 times he's going to finish mm. so those things will be good but the thing with chetri is especially when we look at him say from the indian setup okay we talk about say perhaps an over dependence on this man to go and get us those goals that's sort of happening even with bengaluru to a certain extent even though they have your other options you have other strikers who can sort of come in and play you have that over dependence factor that's yeah. always associated with him so talking about that um sort of concern not for bengaluru but for the other teams as well we've seen perhaps at least with teams like say kerala blasters and all that there has been that reliance on one person like ogbeji or in i'm not going to say this about atk because atk has had a good run and they've had multiple people yeah, sort of among Williams the goals doing well yeah, rai krishna is doing well so, exactly so they've got a lot of people in that mix but even goa for, for that matter your focus is sometimes on koro or but then the others was. do step up when he is not on the so do you think that's a concern i mean i know you have your foreign imports who've been brought in to raise your goal mm. standards and to sort of work in the team depending on where they're placed but again are we looking at a sort of i think now it particularly seems worrisome because even the foreigners not scoring that's on who in this case and also your domestic players are not scoring so then it becomes worrisome if both of them are not going to be finishing off these chances your goals are never going to come right but with goa manveer and all have also had the goal mm-hmm. against his name so i know they haven't had say if you have to compare their run with say something another team like atk or something they have obviously fallen short a little bit because they two draws exactly they also played against pretty good teams yeah fair enough exactly so it's your opposition plus the kind of circumstances you've had there but what do you make of goa's run so far goa started off with chennai which like we mentioned wasn't quite doing well so they had 3-0 Three victory zero. then they had back to back draws but in both draws they rescued themselves in the end so mm-hmm. uh, that was northeast united and bengaluru although bengaluru was at goa's home ground but then again goa i think I feel they're still doing good. They have a good mix mix of players, and you mentioned about Manveer. I'm quite liking how Manveer has been doing this mm-hmm. season so far. First game he was decent. Second game he was quite influential. I, I think he was keeping the attacking keeping the attack flowing. But somehow for the third game he was benched, which was a bit surprising. But he did his part. He was brought on and brought on uh, as substitute, and he scored the last minute winner. So I think Goa. has been doing well i and bumu was back for them uh, they have all their foreigners available now so i think they'll do better from now uh, defense although is a matter of concern for them because seretan started off well but then last match is seretan far not quite doing well so let's yeah, see yeah i think he made a mistake for one yeah the yeah. the central defenders made a mistake seretan actually was good in the beginning in their latest match far had this one blunder moment when instead of clearing the ball or passing it to his central defender he let it loose and then he was intercepted by gian so that was one blunder moment and also the goals that they conceded fall was at fault so i think goa has to tighten its uh, defense because the all or nothing attitude when it comes to attacking football is great but then you mm. can't keep if you can't keep scoring at one end and leaking goals at the other doesn't that apply a little to northeast as well i think because they in the last game also i wouldn't say anything about their defense particularly because that's 
a little decent and the opponents that they faced they've sort of had the same faults and the same merits if you look at it in terms of who they've played but their frontline again like jian was also struggling to find yeah, that f- which is a little worrying because you know you have this man who knows how to find his way through that but the thing is he's playing here for the first time he's used to obviously a higher level of football but then it takes time to gel with the other new players that you are playing yeah. with slowly and steadily i'm sure he's going to do well good to see redim klang uh, mm. come on the score sheet uh, twice twice so we will talk about him but in a bit you were talking about how manveer has sort of come on we've talked we've spoken about ashik in a sense we've also over the last couple of podcasts we've spoken about suseraj also in length about mm-hmm. the fact that you know they've come out in positions or how the position yeah exactly not just that how their uh, coaches have sort of used them in mm. their um, strategy of play yeah so i think in along those lines one thing we need to talk about is the kerala blasters and we've spoken about this as well before but again is the sahal question still there so we you need to put it into perspective where kerala blasters didn't play three of the preseason friendlies in uae then sahal had to go to the national camp mm-hmm. for two weeks so he missed uh, most of blasters or uh, say preseason training then he comes on uh, as a as to have two substitute uh, appearances then he makes his first start uh, but the important thing here to look at is what elko chatori is talking about sahal mm-hmm. uh, first of all he's getting a lot of pressure from the fans and the media right. asking why he's not uh, being played because of the exciting talent he is he is saying that like you know sahal has not had a formal footballing upbringing uh, that this is the first time he has played in a proper league in that is the ISL he's uh, come through college football and the seventh football he he also said that he can make one or two pa- good passes but he can't give away the, uh, the balls in the next five times so he needs that consistency and he he does he has said that he likes the player he just wants him to be schooled at, in a particular way which he wants him to be played at considering he'll be the number 10 kind of a player for them which will be again uh look going forward mario arkes his his uh, most dependable creative player which is why he got him from jamshedpur so he is currently injured so once he comes back then again i don't know how uh, sahal also fits into this uh, picture considering he's also signed a big uh, long term deal with kerala blasters so he's going to be the number 10 player but what if what when the foreigner comes back So, so that, is he going to be in the 11 at all or he I'm, i'm pretty sure because he is a quality player he will feature but he i, I don't think he's going to be playing the 90 minutes which he did last year uh, regularly so if you look at where arkes comes from he comes from villarreal's youth setup he's played uh, in with elche in the la liga one season i guess and he's played in second division and all so obviously his quality hanes is much better he's 27 sahal is 22 So a lot of things goes goes against Sahal's favor. So so a lot of these it. players are not indispensable to the setup, at least as much as the fans think they yeah. are. So that, that those are hard lessons for people to sort of yeah, take. It, it's just them. since he's a Kerala boy, the fans want to see yeah, more of him. And it can't always work like that, though. Fair yeah, enough. and <laughs> Shatori has uh, doesn't also help his case sometimes with this outspoken approach, savage Twitter yeah. behavior. <laughs> But no, keep it going, Ilkush Shatori. It's fun. It's, it's it's sometimes I mean no, it's not to be refreshing. It's refreshing to hear exactly someone uh, speak their mind, isn't it? Because yeah. everybody else is very diplomatic. I mean, 
Fair enough. He's more transparent in his what he's trying to do, which most uh, coaches don't uh, come across that way with their answers. So. Anyway, so that's his Twitter behavior. That's for another day to discuss. Any early contenders for you guys? Do you see anybody? I mean, not looking at the table or how that's going, but mm-hmm. in terms of team quality and how these teams are sort of coming together, who would you pick as your top three as of now? I like Jamshedpur and ATK, and uh, I think Bengaluru will be. up there pretty soon i think i'll go with that same order but with fc goa i have a feeling they'll yeah, the, yeah. the breaks given them some time and yeah. i and i think from that uh, two all draw that they had recently they know exactly what went wrong in that game and as controversially as that game panned out point is i think they understand that these are the issues so i think i'm excited to see what they do in this week and, and yeah goa will also step up soon and their strikers are exciting yeah. and i think Coromenas considering his the legacy that comes with him into this season he's not gone all guns blazing yet yeah but he's got two goals like yeah, fair but is, i just don't because of the fact that he was being played in the number 10 role but now that bomo's back so bomo's in the number 10 role mm. and uh, there's going to be coro uh, in the number 9 but that also means maybe manveer will not get to start yeah i actually look, looking forward to seeing more of manveer manveer definitely and actually the goal which he scored it's pretty good for him in terms of uh confidence because match saving goal for your team at the death at death yeah so really it, it does help help the confidence it's been great for goa true so mansi who yes. are your th- who are your top 3 players no in no particular order uh goa for sure um jamshedpur uh north east united as well i feel they've been doing well bengaluru i can like to see bengaluru back in the top 3 top 4 no mumbai allegiance mansi no mumbai allegiance <laughs> they I mean, were very strong but yes yeah. so you were talking about jamshedpur and the players doing well for them and we sort of mentioned mumbai in the passing as well so i think with these two teams one standout thing that is common to both is their goalkeepers Definitely. they've had what what a first 15 days it's been for the goalkeepers yeah. of this tournament isn't it it's nice to see them taking center stage for once uh, a, i think it was a 20 Seventeen. Actually, in the last two seasons, the goalkeepers came under a lot of stick. Yeah. Uh, especially Katimani. I mean, like some of the goalkeepers mm-hmm. are not playing this year, but <laughs> this year it's been like a like the reverse of that, where the goalkeepers have been outstanding. Yeah. They've been the difference between a win and a loss and a draw. Yeah. So Amrinder, like if he hadn't made that last-minute save against Kerala Blasters, if yeah. I'm not wrong, Mumbai would have lost. Even yeah, against Chennai FC, he yeah he was pretty good. Double save. But not quite a good performance in their last four Odisha two, four, four loss. Let's talk about Odisha. Actually, we'll come back to the goalkeepers. But since we've gotten to this team, not bad, isn't it? They're playing three matches, first three matches away from home. Yeah, and, and that's still going to continue considering their stadium's not ready. It's it's quite sad. I've actually feel yeah, quite the, bad that like according to report which came out today, it says mm-hmm. that like they might not play the first three home matches in Odisha. As per the report that was in the New Indian Express, uh, it said that. they might try for a stadium in odisha itself otherwise ahmedabad i think trans stadia would be the option Please. that's that's quite sad it's sad for them yeah bhubneshwar was also a venue for the under 17 women's world cup which is next year so some sort of construction work is going on bigger picture there bigger then. picture yeah. there so uh the stadium was ready is what the management had said but then there was rain there so which right. is why it's become mm. difficult for right. them to get it ready in time for the home match right. pretty sad because odisha has a sporting uh, an audience which has interest in sports right. probably <laughs> depends on the 
like the summer the hero super cup which was held in bhubaneswar the last yeah yeah last it's two years not, uh, not the great also to do with the fact that it was in may so it's yeah, pretty yeah. Hot. like he's only saying. only it, it we could see more uh, crowd if say atk please there because it, it's easier for calcutta fans also to like travel yeah fair enough So anyway, so how what do you make of their run so far? I have actually li- like the Delhi Dynamo's outfit as well like last year because they have good Indian players and the style of play which uh, Joseph Gambao gets them to play. They do create chances but they end up like shooting themselves in the foot because like how they play. They are uh, known to attack, they want to uh, play with the ball. So Indian players or even the foreign players can make mistakes when when you play such a risky style of football and Team, teams with better finishers or a more experienced lineup can capitalize on that, and they have done that in the past, which did happen as well in this first two matches of the season. And uh, yeah, that was. It seemed like you know it. Uh, it might be the similar case with Odisha, where they probably haven't like learnt uh, some of the lessons. But uh, the win against Mumbai could possibly say that like you know you know what these guys. uh have better players like they, they have in them to do better as well yeah i i, I like the striker adidan santana also cisco, cisco from bangalore fc they have signed him and uh, jerry wamantonga uh, young, young jerry, jerry. <laughs> he had to make an appearance i like i like how oh he all <laughs> maintained <laughs> somehow it feels unnatural now to say his name without the prefix young yes so it's okay it's not that young though he's 22 there are younger players in the league Fair. He stays young. I, I actually don't think he's the youngest of Jerry as well. I think Jerry. Lanzuola is twenty one. Twenty one, yeah. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> but, but he'll Jerry. be known as the young Jerry. They they do have uh good, they have made good signings and uh, some of the players have also like stepped up like Shubham uh, Sarangi yeah. at right back and Vinith Rai has also started pretty well this season and uh, it's just like in the first match against Jamshedpur they. could have capitalized on the 10 man advantage for more than 15 minutes they had that but they failed to do it and they found the, themselves down to 10 in the next yeah. game next game where when they had just scored the equalizer and the next minute they considered a silly foul yeah. and which was a direct red card um and in the next 10 minutes they considered the goal and lost the match so Fair. so i think considering we've had like a break in isl action it's given all these teams some time to just sit back and think about what they need to be looking forward to at least in the next 15 games but i think two teams that we should be giving a little more time to is um hyderabad and uh, mumbai city so mumbai city plays fc goa that's not going to be an easy fixture yeah. and hyderabad plays north east united that is definitely not going to be an easy fixture hyderabad's just come off a win so i think a little bit of confidence going into this fixture but mumbai's got a lot to work on in their defense was good going into the previous game but then that 4-2 that was more of a disruption uh, where rollin borges injury mm-hmm. caused fair but it's still a confidence thing going yeah. into a tie like this and these are not easy teams neither of them are easy teams to tricky customers another of the defeat kind might be yeah especially at home hyderabad both of their goals in this last two matches came in uh, in the last match at least came through set piece one was a penalty and free kick Again, Marcelino is their key man who can make things happen. Uh, we've t- spoken about how he ha- he has the individual uh, quality where he can produce the finish. He can set up a player. He can take on players. So he has that quality. But it's just like how Hyderabad can best make use of the, those qualities. Right. And they need to be more defensively sound. They did have Kerala Blasters in the last match. They could have won the game as well. They did have opportunities. It's just Kamal Jit had a pretty good game, 
after uh, a few errors in the first half i felt kamaljeet has the most number of saves just by the way okay yeah so that kind of says like also says that like you know how many shots yeah, uh, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that he is doing as good yeah. on goal maybe because the opponents are having that many shots but it's a good uh, time for them to play another home game on the back of a win i, I don't know in terms of excitement how good the game will be uh it will be a kg affair because i think both teams will like to seed position and try to hit on the break so it will be <laughs> a case of who will want the ball uh, most uh, at the crucial time i guess and i think going into these games hyderabad fc has been listening to us ask for a different routine yeah so they've definitely taken a look at our tweets saying we do not like that viking club so yeah. if we don't see another routine hyderabad if you're listening we're going to be very very disappointed so we hope you sort of pack in that local flavor and give us something to watch after the game's done as well yes and as for mumbai any pointers ahead of this game again their scoring has been a little yeah a little worrying cuz i mean you you've had that again that reliance is there on people like say ashish meeti and it that's not clicking for them we clearly saw in the last two games their first game he scored a goal for them but then the next two games he's not managed to do anything overly spectacular to sort of take them across the line so what should they be thinking about ahead of this game goa is not going to go easy on them for sure look at their front line they have not had the best of records against goa is going to pose same threat that they did or even better maybe this season mm. for mumbai though the defense is a bit weak because gilvich has been uh, sidelined due to an yeah. injury but uh, one good thing for them would be that rafik will not have to be deployed again in the right back role uh, because they will have sovik but last time around it was uh, not quite the result that they wanted four goals conceded so especially against an attacking and threatening side like fc goa one lesson that mumbai has to learn is especially after their loss has to be to tighten their defense also if raulin comes back yeah. i don't know we don't know if it was serious injury but i don't think so it, it was a case be. of a pulled hamstring i guess yeah, the, he he injured himself in, in the pre match warm up in yeah so did an adal there <laughs> If he's back I think things would look better because he is uh, he holds the ball very well in defensive in his defensive midfield duties so if Raulin comes that be good I'd like to see more of Rainier getting involved in the build up to the goals yeah. and in terms of the goal scoring duties now that they don't have Sugu who used to take the responsibility more or less uh, somebody has to step up so Sharmiti has been well doing well but then I'd like to see more from Carlos and Larbi Larbi has had chances all in their earlier, in the earlier matches not been as clinical so let's see what happens again uh, between the between two sides definitely Goa is the stronger side going into this match although it comes not on the back of a win a draw itself but then still Goa looks much more tighter I think uh, we've sort of discussed everything from the team perspective but one of the biggest talking points which Carlos Quadrado spoke about yesterday and, and it's been in the news yeah. for a while is the fact that refereeing if I may say so has been a little abysmal this time mm-hmm. they've Definitely. every match we've got something or the other coming up about how maybe a, a penalty is not given or an incorrect penalty is given or you know there, there have even people who've watched these games have told us about linesmen walking inside the line and why is it so lazy in the isl what what are your thoughts on the refereeing standards in this season i mean this it's been a consistent issue hasn't it ashin yeah. we've been talking about it every other season now but it's not getting any better see one is i don't know what goes on behind the scenes in terms of uh, the refereeing uh, 
how they are coached so i can if you ask me that the problem in indian indian football is refereeing has always been subpar so now people are used to it that's not an ideal situation one shouldn't get used to bad levels of refereeing mm-hmm. but then it's been happening for such a long time and there's been no solution that has been brought can't really say i mean in this situation you would either want the referees to be replaced but is that actually logistically possible Looking it is it is the glaring errors which irks everyone uh, doesn't help you enjoy a game completely when you have blatant errors being yeah, made like that yeah the humans at the end of the day so we realize they are going to make mistakes but like giving saying somebody is offside in his own half is something that doesn't happen so yeah. since you pointed that out i think between the two of you if you had to pick your two howlers of the first 15 days would you remember anything has there any has there an is there an instance that sort of stuck with you i the Seriden Fernandez uh, tackle on Dragos Fertilescu Goa versus Chennai FC that could have possibly changed around uh, face of Chen- the game Chennai's uh, fortunes this season maybe penalty a man down for Goa maybe so yeah i mean it's again a case of ifs and buts but that's something which is stuck now considering how Chennai season has yeah, uh, sort of begun isn't it yeah. and again you... FC Goa bad refereeing or lack of refereeing Goa was Goa had a player sent off and then Goa had the free kick so apparently and then Goa scored <laughs> so apparently as some people on twitter pointed out apparently northeast united fouled goa just after that incident happened and then i think because of okay. that they were given the free kick but then again this again comes back to the broadcasters as well because yeah, they were so bothered about showing who's getting angry there at the no, like, even even if you don't show us the commentators need to relay it yeah. yeah so the thing Fair. is it was not shown so the neither did the commentators see it nor did the audience, audience. and we are obviously going to assume that then even if there's some something that's not shown if it's not mentioned also i'm going to think that okay nothing happened and then there's directly a free kick things don't add up and the commentators didn't mention it the either the commentators also act as confused as us yeah so before we sort of wind up our podcast i think we have to dedicate some time to our listeners who have continuously given us their inputs and they've gotten back to us with their comments and questions about the game after the chennai atk game we've had some people writing to us and they've asked us a couple of questions which i'd like to feel to you guys why is john refusing to change a system that's clearly not working for chennai it, in terms of system i don't think it's a problem it's just like the way the they play after the opening 10 15 minutes this seems to be something wrong uh in terms um it it just like they kind of like lose that steam which they have in the initial 15 minutes when they don't score them so once you score them like things could be different for them if you don't take the chances you're not going to score goals or win any matches so it's more on the players and not the system yeah. that he's in so these are questions coming in from at nevin thomas and his second question to us is is lucian goyan a liability in central defense i don't think so he's a liability in central defense ashin's nodding ashin's nodding ashin thinks he's had he's not had a good start but to say that he's a liability would be stretching it a bit i think especially that it's only been 3 matches but also i saw i think he was voted the player of the month wow. or something so for whom uh, for chennai okay he's not doing that well either that you say that he's your standout player too soon too soon because from what i'd seen at mumbai city uh, he used to lead from the back if he can get that 
performance back. I think he wouldn't be as bad, but I don't think so. He's a liability. Third of Nevin's questions are from that ATK Chennai game. Why is a star-studded ATK playing a regressive three-five-two? What we have known to come from Antonio Habas, he plays a very uh like if if you his football was branded ugly in the first two seasons and the, he did went on to win the title it's just like he has continued to have the defense first mentality with a lot of uh star power sprinkled with uh suseraj and dev williams roy krishna and uh, prabhav das who came back from an injury who mm-hmm. missed the whole of last season and he's also stepped up pretty well right and they also have javier hernandez they again like what he say says there is a lot of quality it's just like the coach uh, probably wants to focus on his defense like he wants that uh, stability in the back and then start the attack from, from that way so if he thinks this is going to work for him then yeah he will stick to his guns and so far two wins he's not been very wrong about his yeah. decisions it's been well and i think the game against blasters they got wrong so badly yeah. with the refereeing decisions so could have been a case of three wins in three sitting on top of the table fair yeah. enough but they definitely have the quality to make up yeah, in the coming games yeah it's just like for the fans it might not be a pleasant viewing so uh, we've got a couple of comments that have come in and this is for chennai there's a lot of solidarity coming their way from their fans At Bino K Biju says it's still early. Finding the right balance is the right key. Chennai did poor in the transfer market as far as I've seen. If it's about making the balance work, it's worth the wait. That's exactly yeah. what we're talking about, isn't it? But then, like Mansi mentioned, they can't be taking forever to get their team combination right and to get that team to gel because time's running out, games are running out, everybody else is amassing points and goals. So I think he has, in a way, settled with his uh, squad. And even the last game, he made just one change and. they were uh, on the front foot just like the, the gold didn't come okay our next comment is at anu andrew says i agree if all the chances chennai created in front of the goal was converted then it would have been a hell of a scoreboard of all the problems in the final third will there be a fix from the bench or reserves this time all teams are stronger and we have very less time to yeah, act chennai doesn't have much resources on the bench or from the reserves, uh, reserves to speak so along those lines um At Krish G 1990 says there is a lack of cohesion among the foreign players. It seems everyone's playing for themselves. Will this lead to John getting sacked? I don't think so. What about you? Like he pointed out, the problem is with the players. Not the not, not really the coach's fault. If the players can't find the cohesion, there's only so much coach can do. And when it comes to sacking, I don't really think that would happen because. Uh, Chennai is not sacked any coach and also the fact that they have retained him shows that they have faith in him. Don't think he is going to get sacked especially not after 3 games. Yeah. It's too soon exactly. Too, soon, too yeah. soon to have these conversations. At @subin_mj says what exactly changed for Chennai when compared to last season which I think we've answered in the segment before. But he says why in the seven hells did they let go of Augusto? Clearly the new signings are not up to the mark. I think uh, it was a case of both parties uh, coming to an end of a four-year uh, relationship. relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they did bring in uh, a replacement for him, almost a similar like for like in you could say Crivellaro. Uh, Crivellaro, Rafael Crivellaro. Although he is on the other side of thirty, uh, while August was twenty-seven, twenty-eight maybe. Age clearly not in his favor. Yeah, but he has been good, but not taken the chances. But if you look at Rafael Agusto, he was not a goal scorer in the team yeah. as well. 
he was someone who was a ball carrier which krivelaro seems to be doing that also ashin at vivek mohan 81 says how bad are they missing jj jj has been struggling with injuries since last year where they could have had him operated last year at the through the midway through the season but they felt that and the player felt that they could like continue playing but it didn't help rehabilitation has been longer even J- even jj i feel he's like a one in four chances yes. kind of a goal scorer like he he does make some so it's, misses as well do you well. think it's just better to focus on the arsenal at hand than think about who's not there in the mix yeah we've got at the real shanbag who said and this is about bengaluru Bengaluru has played the other top 3 contenders for the playoff spots. So having secured two away draws at Goa and Jamshedpur should not be disheartening. Bengaluru if you're listening, you've got somebody rooting for you. But complacency oh there there comes the criticism. But complacency in front of the goal seems like an issue. And Manuel Onwu hasn't hit the ground running yet, which is exactly what we were talking about. So, he had his first shot on target in the last <laughs> match. Also at Jack of All 91 says and this is about the refereeing in the league yeah, yeah. the refereeing was awfully inconsistent linesman of one side was woefully late on many major calls missed a few corners ISL needs better refereeing and training to ensure better football we couldn't agree more it's embarrassing honestly it's frustrating when a group of 3 or four, three people they can't get the decision wrong right yeah so that's i mean one gets yeah exactly one gets it if wrong one misses fine, it like you expect you need, the other person to see it precisely and i mean i understand the whole conversation of var being a little too expensive to you know induct it's into a league like the isl confusing as well i as get that seen. i get that but when you look at stuff like this happening it it's i mean the least you can have is like a third umpire man <laughs> have somebody with a tv telling you that this is wrong that is again essentially var yeah but how sure. how hard is that Just it, like very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be a war. Is not going to solve things. Yeah, for yeah, us. because yeah, it takes the fun out of the game. Let's yeah. 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 see. Yeah. So when you have war, there's a problem. When you don't, don't have, have war, war, there's a problem. Yeah. Can't live with it. Can't live without it. But either way, that's a conversation for us to have at perhaps a later stage, sometime in the future. But for now, we just have to deal with the referees. Now, don't yes. we? Yes. So we've got one more comment, and this is about Jamshedpur FC at Jeet Sin double seven six three eight double zero two. He's. Uh, Praise both sides actually. Mm-hmm. So this was about me saying that things are looking a bit worrying for Bengaluru because Onwu is yet to impress and Chetri is missing as well. Uh, so Jeet says that I mean credit to the teams that played against them too. JFC Jamshedpur was just beautiful today. That was on that match day. On that match day in the second half, and so Subrata Paul is a national treasure. Absolutely. Yes, he made nine saves. He had fourteen shots. and i was just checking the stats uh, recently so he's made uh, 10 saves in three matches so basically he had nine of those in single match mm-hmm. so that's bengaluru's so trying bengaluru's yeah. trying but do you think these players it. insure their legs and hands and all like how they do in some actors and actresses yeah. insure their hair and all that do you think do you think sudhro thopal should like insure after yesterday's performance he might should probably uh, <laughs> get, get him bubble wrapped or something Oh god anyway we have this dirty habit of jinxing people so when we have podcast happening Sports usually questions. something happens to like jinx the players or the team we don't mean any of that you can send hate to us on twitter if you've done yeah. so yes you to them i don't mean any harm so that was it from our listeners segment thank you so much all of you who've uh, written to us for all of your questions and comments we hope you keep sending these in to us and we hope you keep getting involved with the full time show Anyway, so I think we've come to the end of the podcast. You've been listening to us drone on about these games for forty-five minutes now. So before we wind up, Ashin and Mansi, your pick of say top two Indians and top two foreigners from the league so far. Indians first. 
Indians, I, I would go for Jerry Mohammedanga and uh, Farooq Chaudhary, uh, both playing on the right wing. They have been very impressive for uh, Jerry for Odisha and Farooq for Jamshedpur. They have also chipped in with goals and plenty of assists. I'll go with Jerry as well, and uh, my second pick would be Manveer from Goa. I was going to say Manveer as well. I have a feeling he's got a lot more coming if he Hopefully. gets as much playing time as he has. And I think Ridim Talang as well. He's yeah. been exciting for for Northeast, and I'm, it's nice to see him sort of get in the mix with Asamo Ajian. I think so Elko Shatori is the most happiest. Out I know, from considering how much he's backed yeah. him, isn't it? But good, good, good for Talang. It's good to see him in the mix. Uh, foreigners. Foreigners. I would go for uh, Aridin Santana, the new signing. He is the top and, goal scorer uh, as well, isn't it? With three now. He's added the uh, joint top scorer. With yeah, three sorry. Points. Yes, yes, Mansi, we're getting to you. <laughs> Yes. It's just like he's added this uh, this power uh, and uh, finishing in front for Odisha, which they lacked previously. And uh, the another foreign sign pick for me would be Asmo Ajan. I think he has been really good. Who's come? Who's come along well in the last two games as well. And I'm right. hoping for him to like score more. Right. And Mansi, Dave Williams from ATK. From what I've seen, he's been good. Also, the joint top scorer along with Santana with three goals, and mm. the other would be Koro. And I'd like to see more of Koro now that he'll be playing in the number nine role. Now, Nia, what about your two picks? I've I've already picked my I've already like piggybacked on your Indian picks. Uh, one is Talang for me, and the other is Manveer. Manveer, I think there's still a lot to come, but Talang's been brilliant for Northeast, and I'm really excited to see how he's like sort of shaping up with the likes of Jian and Ko. Yeah. Uh, but I think foreigners. I don't know whether to pick between. So David Williams is an obvious choice because he's come good for ATK. But I really like what Roy Krishna is doing there as well. That whole playmaker scene is very, very exciting to watch. It's nice because there is a chemistry that's very obvious between them. Yeah. And it's lovely to watch that kind of football. It's very aggressive, and I like mm-hmm. that. And I think Koro because, I mean, everybody likes Koro. Okay. You did not pick Edu Garcia. No, I didn't pick Edu Garcia primarily because he comes on quite late, and it's. I know he's like an instant impact player, yeah. Yeah. but I haven't seen enough to sort of pick him, perhaps. But I also like Ogbeche primarily because Kerala is very reliant on him, and he has come good. Okay, but he's had a quiet last two games, and I, I expect a lot of stuff from him going forward. So yeah, that sort of brings us to the end of this podcast. But if you'd like to have your say on your picks, or if you have comments about what the league's going to look like going into the next fifteen games, please make sure you reach out to us. We're available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at SportsStarWeb, and you know where to find each of us individually as well. We're usually tagged on all of these podcasts, so just reach out to us. Don't send us hate. We're nice people. But if you want to tell us anything about the ISL and you want to share your thoughts about the games or about the players or the refereeing standards, which a lot of people have reached out to us about, make sure you just catch us on social media. We're here to listen yes. to your questions and comments. Also, before we wind up, uh, Sportstar has taken into account that Igor Stimach is watching these games very, very closely, and uh, considering the India-Afghanistan games coming. Flyer. I'm sorry. He's been a frequent flyer all over India. Exactly. I wish I had. I mean, but for that I have to have that talent to be the coach. But anyway, I'm very envious of his itinerary over the last 15 days. But nevertheless, we've sort of um, kept that in mind as we've analysed these games, and we have done a takeaways for Stimac sort of analysis, which um, the link to which I will put in the description. So make sure you check that out. And if you think we've got something right or wrong, or if you think we've missed something. Uh, for the national coach to sort of take into consideration, we'd love to hear about that. 
and we'll definitely be discussing this after the India versus Afghanistan game so make sure you stick around for that as well so that sort of brings us to the end of this episode of the full time show we're going to go back to trying our 10 minute stunts from wednesday so make sure you join us again like mansi and ashan said before they are not going to be around for the next fortnight or so and we're going to have new voices in the studio but rest assured you're going to have the same amount of fun catching up on all of these games like we have in the first 1/6 of the tournament oh it's been an exciting two weeks uh, with the start we have had hopefully that continues uh, and then the killer international break will be back so yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's see if there's a change in the standings of the next time we sit down to i hope there's a fresh three new teams that'll there yeah that would be really nice mm. either way it was lovely having you two on this podcast we're going to miss you on the full time show but don't worry as uh, working life goes you will be back doing this routine again so until then it's all of us here at sports star saying goodbye make sure you tune in to the full time show see you later bye 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 bye